and in essence, blaming God for originally giving her to him. The good gift of his wife, right there, who he let be led astray, who he did not lead in the law of the Lord as he was supposed to, as the man, as the, the husband. He does not love his wife in blaming her. Husbands, we do not love our wives when we blame them for everything that is wrong in our life. She is not your scapegoat. She is not your whipping post. I'm talking about mine as well. However, what happens? You can ask my wife. She'll tell you. And she might not, because none of y'all's business that much. But what happens to us as men is normally the one, we bear all this stuff and this weight on us, and the person then that we try to shuck it on, we take it all out on, is the very same one that is going to be with you when you die and is going to take care of you until you die. And what Adam does here, if he's got an awful long life to live with Eve, you know how long? Oh, a few hundred years. It's going to make for some awkward uh, family reunions and dinner times here, huh? But he shifts it all on her. And that's not loving our wives as Christ loved the church. Adam then blames the good gift of a wife from God as the real source of all his troublesome condition. What a terrible place to be. There's many a husbands who walk out on their wives and the kids because they say, well, if she just loved me more, if she took care of herself more, if she tried more, if she did a little bit of this more, if she did that, if she did that, it's never I walked out because I'm a sinful wretch. It's never I walked out because I'm not a real man. It's never those things. But I think perhaps the worst case of this whole thing is that Adam ultimately is blaming God. The woman whom you gave. Y'all know what thou means? As you. He's talking to God here. He's not talking to his wife. He's not talking to the serpent. Who's he talking to? He's talking to God. So when God says, did you eat of the tree that I told you not to eat of? And he says, the woman whom you gave to me. Can you imagine such a thing? looking at God and saying, well, had you not given me that wife, I wouldn't be in this place. You see, what happens to us in our life is the Lord allows a trial or a time or something in our life and we make the wrong choice or we act unfaithful or we get out of God's Word which takes us out of God's will and then we get to going, well, God, you let this happen to me. God, if you wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't be so bitter. I wouldn't feel the way I feel. I wouldn't have sinned the way I did. Had, had you given me a better wife who would have just listened, had you just given me a, a better wife who wouldn't have gone talking to no serpent, I wouldn't have these problems. It is the pride of life that believes that we know better than God. It is the pride of man, of our own hearts, that thinks that we can pass the buck not only on our surroundings and our circumstances, but as well upon our Creator and say, well, this must be your fault because you made me this way or you made her that way or you let this happen. This is man's wisdom here. I want to read for you um, just one proverb real quick. Proverbs 28 Verse 13 tells us this. If you have a reference Bible, it's probably right there um, in verse Genesis 
uh, 3.12 is probably a reference verse for you, but nevertheless, I want to read it for you. Proverbs 28, verse 13 tells us, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Adam is looking not only at the face of his Creator, but he is looking at the face of mercy itself. And instead of accepting mercy, he accuses mercy of giving him the good gift of his wife that made him sin in the first place. Instead of confessing his sin, instead of repenting and receiving what he could have had, he blames his wife, blames God, does not man up, does not take ownership. Verse 13, excuse me, yeah, verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. God's reply, What have you done? Well, what had she done? Eve had been let down by her husband, certainly. The, the blame truly does lie at Adam. Adam's the federal head. He failed as the husband, failed as the, the father of, of humanity. But Eve failed as the wife and helped me to Adam. And she willfully as well disobeyed God's command. Eve was not ignorant of that tree. She was not ignorant of God's command. However, what we did find out is that she added to God's word and to God's command. She said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. And that's not the case. Although she was accountable, Adam was ultimately responsible for her and the human race as the federal head. But what we see here is that God asked her to give her the gracious moment to say, I knew better. Because she did know better. So did Adam. But neither one says that they knew better. Instead, they play the blame game. Her, in her case, she goes, well, I can't blame Adam because I'm the one that gave him the fruit. But I can blame the serpent because he tricked me. So what she says is what I've heard a million times from a million people who mean well but just don't know the Bible like they should. That say, the devil made me do it. I'll tell you this, right? If the devil made you do something, if the devil can make you do something, it is because the Holy Ghost of God is not inside of you and you do not know Christ and you are not born again and you are still of your father, the devil. The moment that we trust Christ, we have passed from death into life, the Holy Spirit of God resides and seals us and indwells us and there is no more the devil made you do this. And by the way, even when the, the devil is your father and you are hell-bent and you are serving him and serving his world and serving